The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Assalamu alaikum and a very good morning to you. It's 10 o'clock Monday, 22nd of July, and you are listening to Shamiza on the Urban Cube Show, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock live this morning. And now we're going live and direct out to the wonderful people of Luton surrounding areas and the absolutely awesome listeners all the way in Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. So huge salams, hearty salams to our wonderful listeners on Salam Radio this morning. They are on uh, in Peterborough and uh, Link FM in Sheffield. Now, as always, the Urban Cube is a show that celebrates creativity, faith-inspired creativity and positive action from not just locally across the town, but nationally as well. With great guests in the studio, live and over the phone, sharing their journeys with me and to you guys as well. Now, the show is a real celebration of everything that is fabulous across the Uh, the communities of Luton and um, nationally as well. And today is no exception because I'm joined by three absolutely remarkable women who are going to not just inspire me, but also inspire you with their love for poetry, female empowerment and martial arts. Yes, you heard it. These are three areas that we're going to be discussing in detail um, from our fantastic guests in the studio and we'll find out who they are very, very shortly. Now, folks, as always, the show is about getting you guys involved as well. Now, um, if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations then um, once I've given you the question of today's show to think about is 07779481822. Now, um, Today, interestingly, is Be Somebody Day. Yeah, Be Someone, Somebody Day. Um, and the this is actually, I'm going to take a step back. This is actually yesterday. National Be Someone Day was about yesterday. But I want to roll this over today. And I want to ask you, if there was somebody that you would like to be or want to become what would that be? How could you better improve yourself to be somebody that you want to be? Um, and if you could maybe go back and speak to your younger self, say 10, 15 years ago, what would you say to your younger self to be the better person that you are today? Hopefully not too complicated, guys. I know it's Monday morning, but you know what this show is all about. It's about motivating you. Mondays are all about motivation, and that's what the Urban Cube hopes to do. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and you're raring to go uh, across the week. Now, I do understand the holidays are upon many children across uh, Luton. Um, There are some children that are still in school. I think my children are still in school for another two days. They're actually having a picnic today. How awesome. A picnic day. So, Um, And I think lots of people are hoping to have picnics uh, across the summer holiday. But I'm going to find out from my my absolutely fantastic guests who are in the studio this morning. When's the last time they had a picnic? Because this is what we were talking about in the previous show, weren't we? So I'm sure you're curious to find out who these fabulous, fabulous guests are in the studio this morning. Now, on today's show, I'm joined by no other than Hasina Rahman. She's a black belt in kickboxing. Yeah, you heard it, people. Karate. Muta 
DIY and a registered self-defense and MMA coach. She's also the founder of a female-only martial arts club. Plus, I'm also joined by another remarkable um, sister by the name of Hanifa Mohammed. She's a spoken word poet and empowerment coach whose poetry explores spirituality, well-being and social justice. Her recently published book, My Soul Purpose, is a collection of poems about living, loving and learning. Also joining me on the latter half of the show is no other than Sophia Bunsi. Now she's the founder and national coordinator of the Muslim Women in Prison Rehabilitation Project. Sophia will be discussing her new report, Sisters in Sisters in Dissidence, and what culturally informed and grassroots driven rehabilitation model looks like for Muslim women prisoners returning back to communities. Wow, now that's a lineup. Not to be missed, guys. You can catch the conversations not just over the airways, but also on Facebook Live because my fantastic guests, Hasina and Hanifa, are in the studio right now, waving to the camera. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi, everyone. And I'm sure you want me to kind of roll over to them now and find out a little bit more about them. Firstly, assalamu alaikum, ladies. Assalamualaikum. Pack show with two dynamic women. I'm definitely wearing for this Monday. I am totally you. You ladies are really going to get me going this morning. Um, <laughs> we will try yeah. our best. You we'll will certainly try. try. Yes. Thank you so very yes. much. Um, thank you, Hasina, for joining me. Uh, to start, much. start with yourself first of all. It's uh, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend was very busy. We actually had our first interclub tournament Ooh. in London, so it was a very big day for our little girls. Um, so we all travelled to London and it was a very nerve-wracking time, but the girls, they were like little lionesses. They were lionesses. Yes. Cool. Alhamdulillah, they did really well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's a big step forward for us. So, so tell me what you mean by getting them ready. What were you getting them ready for? Um, it was basically we've been training. They've been training. Um, some of them are quite new. Some of them have been, only been here for about two months in my mm-hmm. club. But it's, they were just ready. They just wanted to compete and it's all in a safe environment. There's no headshots. So it's literally just practicing your techniques that you learn in class. And what are these techniques? These are um, blocking techniques, striking techniques. So you've got kicks, you've got blocks. All right, we're um, talking kicks, we're talking blocks, but where, what are we actually doing? Is this a martial arts that oh, you're sorry, referring yeah, to? So it's uh, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Sorry. It's taken me um, a long time to actually pr- practice saying that. Muay Thai. So it's like, it's it not right. Muay Thai. It's Muay. Muay. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Get it right, Shamoza. <laughs> Get it right. Muay Thai. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that as well. Um, Hanifa, thank you so very much for joining me oh, this morning. Thank you for inviting me. It was an absolute pleasure seeing you in action at the People, Power and Passion um, event on Saturday. And uh, you're not shy to the stage. Your words were very empowering. And those are the words that you're bringing to the show this morning sure. firstly h- h- how are you my dear i'm very well thank you very much I had a great weekend uh, especially saturday which i'm sure you'll you'll be speaking about so I had a great weekend I had an opportunity to um share some poetry with the public mm-hmm. uh, on saturday's um people power passion event and that's always inspiring for me and i hope empowering for other people so yeah that was that was a great that was a great day had a great day and yesterday i was in london doing some family stuff so and that's always good so yeah yeah i'm I'm loving the fact that you ladies are doing lots of stuff in london yes (laughs) it's all happening in london yes yeah it's a place to be but luton is also the place to be of course now yeah 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 (laughs) and and this is this is really quite interesting because what the conversation i had with um 
studio members earlier on this morning and of people across the weekend was the fact there's this real community vibe in mm. Luton where there is like yeah London is great it's yeah. buzzing but the but what it lacks is the community that we have and mm. it's nice that yeah. we're embracing yeah community when it's a little bit more smaller do you mm-hmm. feel the same do you feel that there is because you guys and are you both originally from Luton from London you're, from, you're a I'm, Londoner yeah I'm a Londoner yeah I moved here 19 years ago so oh, wow. I've been here a while now but originally uh, a Londoner and so uh, I as I said in my poem my, my Luton poem on on mm-hmm. Saturday when I came here first in the first year I found the pace a little slow oh. I found that the buses seemed smaller the houses seemed smaller the pace just seemed smaller but obviously I've grown up now uh-huh. I've been here I've adapted and I've established yeah. myself and yeah it's a good with vibe. the pace being mm. smaller and you described it as a good vibe as well yeah. is that a good thing for the human soul when things are a little bit slower I absolutely believe so and uh, as much as I'm saying oh I found the pace a little slow it was it wasn't the pace that was slow it was me that wasn't giving myself time Mm. to adjust to a new environment a Mm. new pace Mm. so the pace was fine really Um, but I do think that moving at a pace which is not um, directive, which is not forceful, which is not angry, which is not loud. Mm. I think a more measured pace, I think that has to be Definitely. good for the soul. Yeah, Definitely yeah. good for the soul. For a the measured soul. pace. Yeah. I'm liking the sound yeah, of that. Yeah. Hasina, I understand you're not originally a Luton no. lady. Where, where have you originally I'm come from? I'm from Bournemouth. So Bournemouth! Very different okay. than Luton, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Beaches, um, sun. Yes, definitely. And Ooh. with the good thing about Luton, I like, is um, more of a Muslim area. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Bournemouth, um, there was a lot of non-Muslims. Ooh. I grew up with a lot of non-Muslims. Um, so it was nice to come move to Luton and get used to a different kind of environment as well. Mm. And yeah. that environment, you've actually allowed to grow with you. You've grown with it. You've developed yeah. your place as the only female martial arts club in Luton Um, and uh, and as a practicing sister that hasn't actually stopped you from embracing this passion for sport no no I'll I'll be honest when I first started uh, martial arts I was 15 but I didn't really I didn't wear the hijab until about Mm -hmm. six seven years ago Mm -hmm. so um yeah, so in the, in, I trained in Bournemouth and I did it without a hijab and it was in a mixed environment. Mm-mm. But the good thing is that I can now come to Luton and teach it in a female-only environment and give the sisters my knowledge and pass it on to the sisters and create a nice female empowerment environment. And it's all about female empowerment Definitely. on this show Definitely. today. We yeah. are joined by not one, not two, but three remarkable women making a difference in and trailblazing in their in their specialism from poetry, um, from martial art and also giving giving voices and support back to women um, in difficult places and circumstances for example um my guest sophia buncey is going to be talking to us about her report which is um giving rehabilitate rehabilitation to women muslim women in prison Mm. so we've got a cross cross spectrum of um different spaces and different means of engagement here on the show now if you'd like to join in with any of the conversation on the show or maybe you have a question to to our wonderful guests this morning why not contact us on 07779481822 and now folks the show will be repeated at 8pm this evening and we'll also podcast Podbean 
web app everywhere <laughs> you cannot get rid of right. us and we're facebook live so if you want yeah. to leave any comments on facebook live please feel free to do so now but make sure they're nice give us some salam we'd like to have you give us some salam and we'll inshallah read those messages out as well now, um, today I'm also talking about national days and it's actually yesterday was, um, believe it or not folks, National Junk Food Day. Oh, wow. Seriously? Oh, wow. National Nas- Junk Food, food day. day. So what, were we meant to be celebrating <laughs> yeah. junk food with salmon and chips? About. How interesting. Wow. <laughs> we'll find a special day for anything, won't we? Anything. <laughs> if there was a special day that you could yeah. think of, guys, what would that be? What do you think that needs to be celebrated? I think a martial arts day. Hey, that makes sense. (laughs) For me, it would be a be yourself day. Oh, I like that. Be yourself day. Mm, mm. And and that is actually very reflective of um, National Be Someone Day. So someone is be yourself day. So what does be yourself mean for you, Hanifa? For me, being yourself means living your true purpose, Mm -hmm. um, um, understanding who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. first of all, Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. who you are, your nature, your traits, your environment, your family, your upbringing, your identity. Mm -hmm. Identity myself as a black African woman Mm -hmm. um, from the Caribbean, but living in in, in, in the UK. Understanding out my identity, my identity as a woman, as mm. a female also, and understanding my strengths. Because so often, and I'll talk about this later, I hope I'll have the opportunity, so often we wear masks of mm, um, all sorts yeah. of masks of fear, fearfulness mm. and so on. So for me, being yourself is about removing all of those masks, mm. all of those facades, and being your true self. Mm-hmm. Being your true self, those words mm. resonate mm. quite deep for many people, but they don't have the confidence to maybe take that mask off. Right. Now, yeah. Hasina, you're somebody that is coming through as being true to themselves mm. in in the sense as you know, you are a black belt in karate, somebody who's passionate about the martial arts. And um, if you, you can't be more truer than that to yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> where did this love for martial arts come by? Um, I think um, I think I was around 15 and mm-hmm. martial arts has always been a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. I grew up um, watching the films like Karate Kid, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodsport, Kickboxing. I was very Ooh. into, you know, Tekken, the computer games. Mm-hmm. I would play until 1am. I was very into martial arts. Mm-hmm. I was more of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. So martial arts was one of my passions. And when I did get a chance to do it, I did. I went for it. So I started with karate. Karate is a very good martial arts to start with when you're okay. young. Um, it's more disciplined. And it teaches you like confidence as well. So I think a lot of parents put their children into karate. They do, yes, and, yes. and I did. Especially when they're younger. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. kickboxing. I yeah. tried all yeah. of them. And I just thought what I did as a parent was mm. just enable them to kind of test out as many different things that they wanted mm. and then find their place. Mm. And Definitely. that is about being true yeah. to yourself as well. Giving yeah. Yeah. giving yeah. children that opportunity. Mm. Now, yes. um, when did you realise that this was a thing for you and you wanted to kind of then teach mm. other people or women in particular martial arts? Um, I never wanted to do it as a career. So it was mm. for me, it was just something I did as a hobby after um, after work, after school. Mm. Um, when I moved to Luton, I realised that was a big opening. There was no martial arts classes for women. There were loads of mixed classes. Okay. But there wasn't anything for just women. And I thought, you know what, this is my opportunity mm-hmm. to try and com- promote self-defence. Martial arts isn't just for 
um, getting a black belt or feeling mm-hmm. empowered. Mm-hmm. It's literally for your confidence. It's mm-hmm. more inner confidence. It's being able to deal with um, uncomfortable situations right. and learning an amazing art of martial arts as well. <laughs> wow, exciting stuff. We're yeah. going to find out a little bit more about this club that you run <clears throat> and where it's going to, where it's situated. Now, I've just asked Hasina where her love for martial arts began. And I'd like to ask you, Hanifa, where did the love for writing poetry oh. come about f- for you? Do you know what? <laughs> I What I realise is that even as a young child, I enjoyed writing. Mm. I love reading and I love writing. Put maths in front of me and that's a whole new world. <laughs> Don't get it at all. But if I'm writing or if I'm reading or if I'm reciting something in school, I was always in a school play. So reading and writing and performing was, was something that's innate for mm-hmm. me. And I'm very much a people person. So writing about people, watching people, um, talking about people, that's it just feels as though it's something that's in, it, it, that's innate in me. Mm. Also, my father, um, he's, he's left us now, but my father was very much um, a, he was a social worker of his day, I would mm. say, mm. in the 1950s. And during the, uh, we, my, my family were living in London during the Notting Hill race riots. And so my father was quite involved in, in defending the family and mm. defending the community at that time. So he was very much a spokesperson. Mm. And when there were weddings and uh, births and, and, and deaths. My father was the master of ceremony. He was the one to go to. Mm. So I believe that my love of speaking and um, yeah, being with people and talking about and, and writing about people came from him. Wow. So I thank wow. him so much for that, that, that gift. So I've, I've done it for, a, for many, many years. But in terms of poetry itself, I, I, I now realise that I started writing poetry but putting it away about 20 years ago. I, I don't know. I, I can't say how that particular thing mm-hmm. came about. It just did. It was a thing. Um, I, and it was a thing that I found I enjoyed and I just did it. But I wasn't ready to publish or recite or anything. But then the opportunity came for me to do it and... I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about the rest. And here history. we are. Here and we here are we today. Are. Yeah. And we're going to have the pleasure of uh, hopefully you reciting one yes. of your pieces mm-hmm. from your book um, very, very shortly. Now, folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Urban Cube with me, Shamiza, taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning. And I'm joined by two absolutely wonderful guests in the studio. We are joined by Hasina Rahman, who is a black belt in kickboxing, karate, Muay Thai? Muay Thai? Muay Thai. It's a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word. word. I'm completely ruining it. it. (laughs) Muay Thai. And she's a registered self-defense and MMA coach and the founder of a female-only martial arts club in Luton. Plus also joined by Hanifa Mohammed, a spoken word poet and empowerment coach whose poetry explores spirituality, well-being and social justice. Her recently published book, My Soul Purpose, is a collection of poems about living, loving and learning and this is what we're hoping to do on the show today is to live love Love and learn um words that resonate beautifully um across many spectrums of society Mm. if we actively project it and arts is a beautiful means of projecting that Mm. and so is sports Mm. as well would you agree with that um hasina sports can actually resonate those words about living loving and learning definitely i think sports is something that needs to be included in your daily life Mm -hmm. the way i say it to all my clients is you should see it as breathing 
everyone mm. always says, oh, I haven't got time to yeah. exercise, mm-hmm. but you need to kind of make time because it's not just good for your um, health, it's good for your heart, it's good for your brain. It just releases that stress home hormone mm-hmm. and it's just amazing for you. Because writing and sports are very, very key in actually mm. enabling people to kind of holistically um, balance Definitely, mental yeah. health yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's therapy in itself, but yes. not enough people kind of reach out or have the confidence because no, it takes confidence it. to take the first step to do Definitely, it yeah yeah and and this is what um i'm hoping sh- today's show was going to kind of inspire people to kind of be true to themselves as the wonderful um hanifa mentioned earlier on if there's something that she could be and that is to be true to herself but also asking you guys it is uh, yesterday was national be someone day Ooh. now if you could be somebody for a day who would you like to be that's the question I'm asking you. Who would oh you like God. to be? <laughs> Who would you want to be? Or if you had to ask your younger self <clears throat> to try harder to maybe be true to themselves, what would be the key thing you would say to yourself? Because it's this conversation that we always yeah. need yeah, to. Definitely. We just always feel that, you know, mm. I wish somebody said this to me. I wish somebody said that to me. I might have been a better person. Or I might have taken a better path definitely, to where yeah, I yeah. may possibly have been say sure. now um but then you know uh, but then there is always this thing you know what is 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 really and you mm. know t- take each day as it comes sometimes it teaches you like say the experiences you go through as you're younger mm. it teaches you to it the experiences makes who you are okay yeah. so it makes you into a better person sure. um when i was younger when i was about 11 i got bullied really badly at school so that kind of I, I don't see it as a negative. I mm-hmm. see it as a positive because it's helped me always push for things mm. even more. So it's sure. made me determined. Yes. Yeah, so I think sometimes don't take the negative experience as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Take it as a good thing and learn from it. It's a learning experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it would be um, courage. Mm. I would like, if I could go back, I would like to, or, or I would say to my younger self, have courage. Yeah, definitely. In all you do, just have the courage. Because I know lack of courage, lack of confidence, mm-hmm. but I think mm. it's more it's more the courage. Mm. And my Angelou talks about that, and I wish I had mm. her poem here because mm. she talks wonderfully about courage. She's amazing, and, oh, absolutely. If I could be someone, yeah. it would be my <laughs> yeah. Angelou. I think yeah. we oh all want God, to be yeah. my Angelou. Oh, wow, Definitely. yeah. But I think courage is a very important um, trait, and it's an empowering and an inspiring trait as well. Having the courage to do things, step out of the boat, mm. do the things that we um, desire to do in life. It's not always easy, but there is that thing about mm. stepping out of the boat and having faith and a belief in ourselves yes. that we can actually um, do do what we set out to do. Mm. And, but even if we don't, um, I one of the poems I read on Saturday was about embracing your perfect imperfections. Mm. And I think there is nothing wrong with not being perfect at everything at anything actually that's a big thing there's, nowadays. There's, yeah there's a whole thing yeah. about perfection and i'm saying have courage first have yeah. courage yeah. Yeah. beautiful words beautiful words have courage first and embracing your mm. imperfect imperfections mm. and i think this is something that resonates with yourself as well asina because perfection mm. oh my goodness where we have apps now oh, filters media. filters yeah. Yeah. the yeah. level of oh mental health that <laughs> is Mm. become an epidemic and in younger and younger people as well yeah. which is worrying i mean we've got six-year-olds in school now who are depressed 
two-year-olds. I just understand yeah, that. Yeah, two-year-olds. Research is suggesting oh, two-year-olds two year anxiety this is, because... This is just so worrying. It's, isn't it's it? scary. Isn't it worrying in our Very, very scary. Mm, Folks, mm. we are going to be heading off to a break shortly, but just before we do, I am uh, delighted that you've taken your time to kind of tune in and allow us to keep you company. The company that you have this morning is myself, as always, on the Urban Cube. It's Shamiza, and we're also joined by Hanifa and Hasina as well. The time is 10.23. Now, we've been talking about a number of interesting things about empowerment through self-defence and through poetry as well. Now, the wonderful, wonderful... Hanifa mentioned um, when I asked her about uh, about what is it that she would say to her younger self is to be courageous, have courage. And you mentioned the name of Maya Angelou and a poem that actually comes to mind that um, I think you will really resonate with is the following one, which is all about um, courage. And um, it's uh, once once I it's let me just read it here. Um, Just bear with me a moment. You might shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like it, I'll rise. I'll rise. I'll rise. That is one of my favourite poems. One of my favourite poems. I have that in my bathroom on the wall. Just, it's a reminder to me. Just rise above all of the difficulties. Just rise. Just rise. And what's so significant is words can either make you or break you the power of words and Mm. that's why we need to Mm. need to really think carefully on how we subject them Mm -hmm. to those close and far away oh please yeah be very careful in the words that we say to other people Mm. to to ourselves also because so often we say to ourselves Mm. oh you silly thing why did you do oh Mm. what silly thing those words go deep within ourselves Mm. and we start to internalize them and then we start we can we may reflect those words in our actions so we need to be very careful very very conscientious Mm. of the words that we we use now folks i'm heading off to a break after the break i'm still in conversation with wonderful Hanifa and Hasina. We're also going to be joined by Sophia Bunsi, who is the founder and national coordinator of the Muslim Women and Prison Rehabilitation Project. Uh, And we're going to be talking about her new report called Sisters in Dissidence um, and finding out a little bit more about that from us. We're heading to a break. After the break, maybe grab yourself a cuppa and join us straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Assalamu alaikum and a very hearty good morning to you. I hope you are having a fantastic start to your Monday morning, wherever you're listening in from, be that travelling or at work or even at home. Um, I am Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else? It's the Urban Cube, brought to you on Inspire FM. We're beaming out to the wonderful surrounding areas of Luton, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning as well. So, assalamu alaikum. Do contact us, guys, if you want to... uh, 
have a shout out from us. We'd love to find out where you're listening in from. Where's the furthest place people are listening in from today? I'd really like to know. Maybe it's Bradford. Um, uh, we have my next guest is joining me all the way from Bradford this morning, inshallah. And uh, she is an exceptionally remarkable woman who is really making a difference in an area of work that is very, very greatly forgotten. We're going to find out who that is very, very shortly. Now, in the studio with me, I am joined by no other than um, Hanifa and Hasina. We're doing the H thing this morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm liking that. Um, so they're in the studio and they've been talking to us about uh, many, many things. But one thing is key is about female empowerment on yes. this show. And yes. um, ladies, how are you feeling the vibe of the Urban Cube this morning? Very empowered. Very, very empowered and inspired. Very relaxed. And, yeah. Hanifa makes yeah. people relax when she talks. Ah, <laughs> she is. Definitely. Thank you. This yeah. is what it's all about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm hoping the listeners are feeling relaxed as well, listening into so. it. Yeah. The thing I don't do, I don't do drama. That's I, good. That's I just I don't, don't like do drama. Dr- I like drama, <laughs> as in, in an acting sense, but I don't like emotional drama. I, I really try to steer away from that because I, I just want, uh, I think it's not good for my well-being. So, and, and for the sake of other people as mm-hmm. well. So I try to tone down the drama. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sounds very dramatic to me. <laughs> um, as promised, guys, we are heading all the way to Bradford this morning mm. and joined by a absolutely phenomenal young lady who is really making a difference to those women who are not being heard, whose voices have been lost um, in the criminal justice system, but she's enabling them to have a space um, and she's been fighting for the rights of Muslim women in prison for many a year, so much so that she is one woman that is quite unique in this fight. She's actually Ooh. paved the way as the co-founder and um, national coordinator of the Muslim Women in Prison Rehabilitation Project, so much so that she's really kind of revolutionised the way p- social policy is viewing the um, uh, rights and needs of Muslim women in prison. Now, for many people, this might come as a shock. Muslim women in prison. Is it... uh, Can you put those two words Mm -hmm. together? But actually, they exist. um, And they are... um, there. So um, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Sophia this morning. Sophia Buncey. As already mentioned, she's the founder and national national uh, coordinator of the Muslim Women in Prison Rehabilitation Project. Sophia will be discussing her new report, Sisters in Dissidents, and what a culturally informed and grassroots-driven rehabilitation model looks like for Muslim women prisoners returning back to communities. Mm. Assalamu alaikum, Sophia. Assalamu alaikum, Shmaiza. How are you? And how are the guests? I'm very well, and the guests are very well too. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Today we have um, a fabulously empowered and empowering panel of women and you are definitely part of that empowerment that your voice um, is reaching really really loud and clear um, across the country in supporting women Muslim women in prison Sophia um, getting them back into returning back to the community but before we talk about this project i want to find out how you are and how is bradford looking this morning 
Bradford's nice and sunny this morning, actually, but I'm due to go over to London shortly, so I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit warmer there. But, yeah, we're happy here. Um, I'm sat in the middle of a very busy community centre, so alhamdulillah, it's all stations go on this side. <laughs> and stations go, it hasn't stopped for the last two weeks. You have been up and down the country with this report, and the purpose of this report is so that you're able to showcase what, it, what models... Um, are needed to be put in place to get Muslim women back into the community. Why is this report significant and why is it important, Sophia? Well, I think we've, we've been lucky enough to be on the show a couple of times with yourself, Shamiza, and I think you'll know that in 2014, myself and my co-writer, Ishtiak Ahmed, were the first people in the country to research into Muslim women in prison mm -hmm. and why they're there. Um, that was a really groundbreaking report because, as you said, that there was, uh, you know, that people actually genuinely didn't believe that, that Muslim women were in prison mm. or that they were capable of committing a crime. Mm -hmm. There was a real social stigma and taboo around that. Um, beyond 2014, we thought, right, we've written this report. Do we think that people can really move on to some of the recommendations and findings that we made? And one of the recommendations were actually communities having a place within the Muslim community mm. where, where women can be welcomed back mm. just to rescind some of that mm. social stigma. Could, would there be a re-entry model mm. which could be built where communities would say, okay, these women have done what they've done and they've engaged in you know, an, an, a number of crimes for a number of reasons, some of those reasons having had very complex backgrounds like domestic violence, sexual violence, coercion, are we ready as a community to build a re-entry model where they mm. can come back, be accepted, be supported to move on? Um, and, and the real answer to that, when we had a very honest conversation with each other, was we didn't feel like mainstream providers or the Muslim community was ready to do that. Mm -hmm. So we'd have to move forward our own recommendations and build that ourselves. This is absolutely fantastic, the fact that you have sustained your passion, conviction really, and you haven't just created this uh, awareness to break down this taboo, but you're actually now looking at the next stage. How important is it to kind of, you know, keep this this, this model sustained? It's, it's been so extremely difficult, as you know, Shamiza, you mm. know, a lot of the times funding does not come down to grassroots mm. BAME communities. It just doesn't reach us. Uh, as community development workers, we had a very real concern because, unfortunately, there's touching 13,000 Muslims in prison. Mm, wow. You know, that 16% mm. of the prison population overall is Muslim. Um, so there's this really big conversation around disproportionality. Uh, mm. And David Lamy, uh, one of the MPs did a massive review in 2017 of the disproportionality of black, Asian, minority, ethnic people in prison. But our obvious concern was then the Muslims in prison. Why are they going? What are the reasons and what are the solutions within the mm. community? Because the, the system, the CGS system was showing disproportional sentencing. It was showing inequalities within the system. So as a community, and, and I, I guess as two practitioners, myself and Ishtiat took this really seriously and thought we need to build this model, especially especially for women, because as we know in our communities, there is no real open conversation mm. around Muslim women going mm -hmm. to prison. Mm -hmm. They're further disadvantaged, mm -hmm. not just by gender, race, 
space, but just their social context as well. So I guess it was very personal to me in that respect. Mm-hmm. Originally, when you set off with this report, I'm sure there must have been a massive big shock because it is a stigma. Oh my gosh, how can you even suggest that Muslim women are in prison? How can that even be possible? Mm-hmm. Now that has kind of people have got have been able to digest that this exists. Have you found people a little bit more welcoming and a little bit more accepting? Um, and and how has the Bradford community now uh, responded, say, fast forward four years on? Yeah, I, I think um, it was very real, the first report that we were mm. absolutely terrified. I mm. was so scared and I kept saying, and, and this is why we had to package very carefully because I can't be the person to speak about Muslim women in prison mm. and, you know, imagine the, com- the potential community backlash after mm-hmm. having said these women are in prison, this is what's happening to them, they've had... Unfortunately, as with all women across the board, there was a male hand in the fact that they went to prison. Um, so, yeah, that was a scary time for that first report. But we were very dignified in the way we wrote. Mm. And we've been very dignified in the way we put it across. Now, we're not there to slander communities. Actually, mm-hmm. we are part of the community, whether that's Kidmat Centres or myself and Ishtiak mm. community development workers. Um, so, alhamdulillah, actually, it's been received really well. And the interesting thing that we're actually not showcasing publicly is we've made a, a short film, a 20-minute film with right. Muslim women prisoners and their families. So, again, for obvious reasons, that is not a link that goes public. But our, our launch on Monday, um, we did play that. It was very emotional very moving a lot of people in the room were were very um you know they, they were moved there was a lot of tears. why why did you feel it necessary to have a film showcasing um the stories i think it's very raw when you hear that story come from the women themselves mm-hmm. as much as as writers and researchers we can put across the women's plight and their journeys and and what they've been like it's very different when somebody's empowered enough to tell their own story Mm, and i think Mm, we've been mm, really lucky along the way that um we've done a lot of voice and influence stuff with the women and they've to that point now six seven years in because you know nobody nobody would do this for a laugh shamiza it is extremely difficult Hard, job. Yes. and i think the women have really bought into that and said actually you guys are really genuine and we trust you with our stories mm. and we want to tell you our stories but please manage them yeah. and manage mm. them with dignity and mm. honor um so alhamdulillah that was really really powerful and that's something that we will be playing largely to to community and women's organizations as well as specialist CGS groups up and down the country. And it is about dignity, respect, integrity. There are, these are three key things that are so important when you're dealing with such a very sensitive topic like this and not to turn it into something sensational and not to turn it into, to make it voyeuristic. Now, what are you hoping will come from that film? And it's not just film that has been showcasing the story of these women. It's also, I understand, some plays as well um, that have been written by our mutual friend, Abda Khan. Yes, yes. So we, we've been doing a lot of short pieces of work as well. So just to, to trying to use different mediums where women are able to uh, really articulate their experiences, their journeys, uh, and, and get them across to different audiences. So we're hoping slowly just to raise awareness around this issue topic, get important conversations mm-hmm. going, give perspectives through different mediums. So as well as educating uh, grassroots communities, it's educating you know, the, the criminal justice providers as they are who really have 
have very little insight into the particular journeys of black Asian minority mm. ethnic women. So we are definitely turning up the volume on this side, definitely. Mm. And may it be loud and clear and hopefully not switched off either. Have you ever felt, um, Sophia, that this is, gosh, I want to, I don't want to do this anymore. This is getting too much for me. No, <laughs> I, I, haven't felt, I haven't felt it to that point. Um, sometimes it does, you know, rightly so, it gets very, it is very mm. exhausting. You know, you're a single campaigner really mm. trying to, to raise awareness on an extremely difficult and under-resourced issue. But alhamdulillah, I think over the years, as it's gathered traction, there's more and more support as our supporters really keep us going. Whether that's women like yourself that really champion the cause, whether that is other practitioners that are like, you know, keep on going, or that come and work with us, people like Arbda that have come and, and worked with us and helped us develop some of our work. I'm really, really encouraged by the women that have had the lived experience mm. and once we offer them practical support and they move on in their life they'll then come back to the project as mentors so we have a lot Fantastic. of women who were ex-prisoners who are now mentors come Amazing. and help new yeah. women who are coming through the gate um, and also support the project and without them without their stories and their passion really I, I just don't think we'd be where we are Folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Urban Cube with me, Shamiza. The time is 10.43 and I am joined by no other than Sophia Buntsi. Sophia is the founder and national coordinator of the Muslim Women and Prison Rehabilitation Project and she's discussing her report, Sisters in Dissidence. Um, and she's basically talking to us about the importance of providing a rehabilitation model and what that looks like for Muslim women, Muslim women prisoners returning back to communities. This report that you've created um, how can people access this report and is this model that you're creating able to kind of work with other women from different cultural backgrounds across the country? Yeah, so one of the reasons we created the model was so that other black Asian minority ethnic communities uh, working with women returning back could actually transfer the model over. So I think there really needed to be something that was showcased and set up and really thoroughly written out for that to happen. Um, the Black Asian minority ethnic community actually is quite a broad banner. Mm. I, I, do, I do sometimes have problems, you know, because you've got a gypsy traveller women under there, Afro-Caribbean women, Muslim mm. women, Sikh women, everybody that is non, non-Indigenous white is under that banner. Yet the intersectionality of issues that they face under there are so specific. Mm. And it just really felt like somebody had to devise something, somebody had to demonstrate something for that to happen. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a transfer. And in some ways, Shamiza, we're hoping this can actually be transferred over to the male estates with the Muslim yes. men in prison. Of course. Who are mm. very disproportionate, obviously face a whole different mm. set of challenges on release mm. but and mm. also the drivers for them going in. But really, this was a Muslim community taking ownership and saying, yeah. look, we care about this. Uh, at the end of the day, they are our sisters, our mothers, mm. our grandmothers, our daughters. And we really need to support them to come back. So I think in that respect, it was really brave of Kidmat centres to say, yeah, we allow you to trial this. You know, mm. as you know, we're sat in the heart of the Muslim community. Um, this has been showcased everywhere. Everybody knows we're doing this. And we're in a very busy community centre as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping it can be transferred over to, to a number of different... But at the same time, it pushes the CGS system Mm-hmm. where communities are now saying, actually, we want to come up with our own solution because the current system isn't working for mm-hmm. us. And it is about taking that power 
and having the platform and the voice to do it but it takes courage and that's a word that my wonderful guest Hanifa Mm. has mentioned you know having the courage and you have so much courage Sophia Mm. um mashallah now I'm asking you Sophia this question um if you had to say something to your younger self if there was a key word that you would use um to your younger self what would that be Sophia what would you do differently I think it's follow follow my gut and instincts more. Uh-huh, definitely. <laughs> I, think, I think when you are younger, um, there's, it's always about living up to expectations. Mm, isn't it? Mm, what will other people think? Other I'm not sure. You, you have a lot of self-doubt when you're younger. I, I felt like I had a little bit more self-doubt or mm. um, having to tick certain boxes bec- before I could be confident enough mm. to say, well, actually, this is my lived experience. This is what I want to do. This is where I w- want to run with things. But, yeah, definitely, definitely having that self-belief um, mm. and, and maybe reaching out to the sisters' networks a bit more. There's mm. some absolutely wonderful women out there, wonderful women who are so willing to give their time, um, input, energy. Uh, and alhamdulillah, I felt so supported on this project by the sisters. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of the time it's you guys that keep me going as well. It is about sisters coming together yeah. and making things possible. Hanifa mm-hmm. and Hasina, mm-hmm. um, you guys work with a lot of women uh, as well. So yeah. do you do you resonate with the words that Sophia has just mentioned? I completely resonate. Um, uh, Sophia, hi, it's um, Hanifa speaking. And um, I completely resonate. And I, I applaud you for the work that you're doing um, with the, uh, the the Muslim women in, in prison and highlighting the the. the the challenges for um, our community in, in, in prison. And I think the, this idea of self having self-belief, having courage is just so very important. And doing whatever we can to instill that in the women who are mm. coming, who are both in prison and coming out of mm. prison yeah, is, is, is ver- going to be a very important mm. part, of, I'm sure, of your work and the work of, of mm. your mentors. So um, I applaud you and uh, alhamdulillah, I, I, I pray that the, you will have complete success with your, your work. I mean, and it's yeah. sisters supporting um, sisters and mm-hmm. we all make mistakes so we just have to join as a community and support yeah. each other yeah. I think that's an amazing thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. it's a community and supporting one another yeah, community, the community support is absolutely mm. key because we have to remember mm. that those women are coming back to our communities mm. yes. are coming yeah, back yeah. to their families coming back to their friends coming back to the communities that they know mm. and really what they what they mm. need is to be embraced into the community not to be judged shunned. No, no. Not, not to be, to be shunned. judged not yeah. to be shunned but to be embraced back into the community because it is they, these are human people human beings they've done their time yeah. Yeah. And, and we all know, make mistakes everybody all. makes mistakes yeah. and yeah. As, and in islam forgiveness is a key thing absolutely and key. These are Muslim women going back to their Muslim communities. Now, Sophia, um, do you think your report and the work that you've done has actually helped um, combat crime as well? Has there been a decrease in crime possibly from you being so open about the crimes that these women have been convicted for? I think there's, there's been, it's quite steady in the levels of crime for Muslim women. Naturally, mm-hmm. our social environments are changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the types of crime we're seeing Muslim women convicted for 
um, are varying as well. For example, mm. we, the, the number one conviction for women is dro- drug Muslim women is drug related crimes. Mm. So oh, we okay. see women involved with partners, mm. and then we see um, you know incarceration levels around um, you know drug related crimes are slowly increasing, and that's more to do with I guess our social yeah. settings and where we live. But what has definitely happened mm. is the conversation around the need for adequate and equal services mm. for Muslim women mm. and then women coming out of prisons mm-hmm. has definitely increased, whether that's within the CGS or within our own communities. The whole conversation, just as the sisters have mentioned there, the whole conversations about um, welcoming sisters back mm. to the community mm. uh, within the paradigm of faith um, and really reducing this whole concept and, and dismantling the concept of um, honour mm. and shame. Because mm, yeah. mm, yeah. the Kismat <clears throat> Centres is actually very closely linked and it's a sister organisation of the Council for Mosque Bradford. So that's a network of 113 massages and madaris. And what I've very mm. nicely been able to do is actually link in with a lot of the masjid yeah. and say, look, this is what's happening. Actually, what does faith say about Muslim women returning back <laughs> to communities? Can we stop looking at this through the cultural lens mm. and, and the cultural malpractice practice quite often and can we use faith values can we come back to islam and look at second chances look at forgiveness look at moving on beautiful Um, also look at causes it's been very very powerful Mm. um and i think that's just a unique position that we're sat in uh, with with this particular project um so yeah definitely there's been an awareness raised within the faith fraternity as well so along the lights it's been very exciting for us to be able to push this through exciting because you're being heard people are taking it seriously and actually uh, movements are being created Mm. and um and And works changes are being made changes are being made when changes are not being made and then it gets quite like okay Mm. what is the point of this but there's Mm. definitely a point for it it is making huge huge changes mashallah Mm -hmm. now you're traveling to london today Uh, Mm -hmm. i know you're going to be catching your train very shortly (laughs) sophia what are you doing in london is this another um opportunity for you to showcase this report Yes, yes. So linking up with a few other providers in London uh, and really raising awareness of what our findings have been and how this little pilot model in Bradford is really making waves across the UK. And, mm. You know, it, it, as we said, it hasn't been easy, Shemaiza. You know, there is a lot of stigma attached mm. to actually being a Muslim woman who works mm. within the prison service as well. You know, so there, there is, it hasn't been easy for me as a practitioner either. Mm. But mm. Alhamdulillah, I'm very humbled by, as I've said, the support. We've had to work hard to to prove ourselves so inshallah just only one request that you all remember is in your duas and uh, sincerely pray that this, yes, the message of this report is taken as, as it was meant okay. uh, and that there is improvements and changes uh, within the CGS and our own communities when it comes to Muslim prisoners. Now Sophia how can people access the report is this access accessible publicly? It is, yeah. So it's available on our website, www.kidmut.org.uk. Mm-hmm. Also, as you know, I have a very active Twitter account. It's very active. <laughs> <laughs> People like to, to keep up to date with what they're doing. Mm. So my Twitter link is at MWIP in capitals uh, and project lowercase. So right. that's MWIP in capitals and then project in lowercase. So that stands for Muslim Women in Prison Project. Mashallah. Now, Sophia, um, I know you need to dash off, but just before you go, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners um, in Luton and our guests in the studio this morning? So just thank, I'm so very humbled that you've, you know, invited me onto the show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping an open mind as well. 
um, you know, we, we all know somebody, unfortunately, in this day and age, Shamiza, we all know somebody that does have mm. somebody in prison or mm-hmm. families. You know, we also have to think of the perspectives of families as well. Mm. If you can reach out to somebody, if you even need to support the family members of somebody within your community <clears throat> who has somebody go to prison, please do be mindful and, and do that in a way that is sensitive, a way that is sincere. Um, and, and let's try and destigmatize this whole conversation around Muslim prisoners, inshallah. Thank you so very much, Sophia, for your heartfelt and uh, passion for Muslim women in prison and actually getting them rehabilitation into the communities. Thank you so very much and and congratulations on the report. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to following this journey Mm. further. Mm. Me too. Thank you so much. Keep going, sis. You're doing amazing. Take care, my dear. Have Take a safe care. journey. Bye-bye. Assalamu alaikum. That was the absolutely tremendous mm. Sophia Buncey, who is the founder and national coordinator of the Muslim Women in Prison Rehabilitation Project. And she was discussing her new report, Sisters in Dissidents, um, and what culturally informed and grassroots driven rehabilitation model looks like for Muslim women prisoners returning back to communities. Mm. Wow. Powerful, amazing, um, uh, amazing work. Uh, It's so very important. One of the things that I think we so often miss Mm -hmm. is the causes of Mm -hmm. crime, Mm -hmm. the the reasons, the poverty, Mm -hmm. the the poor education, the housing conditions, the difficulties, the real everyday social difficulties Mm -hmm. that have led some of the women into finding themselves in the positions that they are. And so if we can look at the causes, Mm -hmm. I think one of of our politicians said many years ago, looking at the tackling the causes of crime, and if we can look at the causes of um, the the crimes that some of these women are are, are being imprisoned for, uh, maybe, just maybe, we may be able to reduce the population. Um, that, are, you know, that, that are being convicted, um, inshallah. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we are heading off to a break, but before we head to the break, Hasina, your thoughts on the interview that I've just had with Sophia? I think the main thing is, as a community, do not judge someone because mm. we all make mistakes. We need to be supportive to these sisters. Um, yeah. Even in Islam, as you said, sister, that we need to be supportive of yes. each other. Yeah. So always mm-hmm. be supportive. If you know someone, yeah. support them, support their family. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Great words of wisdom there. And uh, may we continue sharing these wonderful positive messages yes. and not being so judgmental. Yes. Um, everybody, yeah. no, none of us are angels. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, asking for forgiveness from Allah mm-hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now we're heading off to a break. After the break, more creative conversations with, <laughs> Hane- uh, with uh, Hasina and Hanifa. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to InspireFM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. And assalamu alaikum. It's 11 o'clock exactly, Monday, 22nd of July, and you're listening to the Urban Cube show, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Inspire FM. Where else? It's an absolute pleasure to be in your company this morning. Thank you so very much for staying with us, and I hope you will till the end of the show today, which will finish at 12. But you can catch the repeat of the show at 8 pm if you have missed any of the conversations. It has been quite a show this morning, and it's been in the I've had the absolute pleasure of 
of being joined by three remarkable women who are trailblazers in their in their work in their field from poetry martial arts and raising awareness of women in the criminal justice system muslim women in particular sophia buncey joined me earlier on in the show um, to talk to me about her report um, as the co-founder and national coordinator of muslim women in prison rehabilitation project sophia discussed her report sisters in dissidents um, and this is a whole program where she is in, uh, basically informing communities about and um, the country really about uh, culturally informing them of grassroots driven rehabilitation model and what it looks like for Muslim women prisoners returning back to communities. On the show today, we are looking at ways of engaging our communities to be a bit more proactive, be that through poetry, be that through sport, um, and be through that, like, reports such as Sophia has created. Um, now, we've had uh, some interesting comments left on the Inspire FM Facebook page. I do apologise for the delay in responding back to you. Um, I've just seen them. Thank you so very much, uh, Sister Delia Mohammed. She says, "Assalamu alaikum, Hanifa. She did say... Uh, she did say she can't see Hanifa, but Hanifa, are you? We can see you now, right? Hopefully, because you've moved, moved around. Um, Delia has also said um, brilliant martial arts for sisters, and she also asked the question. I think this was heading for Sophia. Unfortunately, Sophia isn't um, on the phone anymore, but it's, she's raised a very, very important question: How are pregnant women mothers in prison supported? A very key question uh, to ask, and this is something I'm going to send over to Sophia. So hopefully, for the next show, she'll be able to respond to that. Um, and she would, all, and Delia said she'd love to connect with Sophia as she's worked in Holloway Prison um, as a doula for pregnant women. I, I think a doula? doula. What, what is a doula? A doula assists uh, women with their pregnancies ah. on the time of pregnancy through to birth. So, is, so that is like a Sorry, so a doula is a... If you could just explain to me what that is again. A doula is someone who uh, assists women with their birth, with the birthing their children from the, the throughout the pregnancy to birth. And they're, a, 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 if you like, a, a, sister, a, a, a sister, but very professional and, mm. and supporting women through the birth process. Because wow. it's so like a health visitor, midwife type. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right, that's right. Yeah, very much so, very very much so, but working um, outside of the sort mm -hmm. of NHS as such, right. but um, very much a part of the, very much there for the woman and for the parents, actually, yeah. um, during the birth birthing process. A wonderful, wonderful job she does. Um, wow. All doulas, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Mm, yeah. Another area that we're not familiar with. I, there will be many women I, in yeah, prison I, who I, are pregnant I would definitely pregnant encourage, yeah, encourage you to, to maybe re look, reach out for, mm. uh, to look, there must be do local doulas to, mm. to speak about their work. It's wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, um, I will, through yourselves, um, send the, the link to connect with Sophia yeah. because I've got to find the Twitter handle as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. for that. Um, it'd be great for people to connect because the whole purpose of this mm. show is to make those connections yeah. mm. um, and connections we are making today because mm. women collaborating together. Do you think that's key, Hasina? Yeah, I think definitely this needs to be a sister support hood. Um, mm. Sisters need to support sisters. And it will just bring the community together better and offer different kind of support to different sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Have you had that support in your journey, um, Hanifa, whilst when you set out to write? 
I have had amazing support, amazing support. It was actually a sister who inspired me to mm. perform mm. writing um, that 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 I that to me was divine inspiration to start the writing process. But um, I've had amazing support from sisters uh, work for my work and for me to continue and really positive feedback mm. as well, um, ideas for poetry. I've actually had sisters, um, si- women generally, ask me to write poems for them for particular events. Oh. I was quite wow. amazed. Uh, somebody sadly lost their son. Um, and she was going to an event and wanted a, a piece of poetry mm. for... She couldn't do it herself. She was too emotional. Mm. And she wanted a piece of poetry um, for the, you know, the the, 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 the service. And um, I wrote that for her. And, I, of course, I don't know. I didn't know her son at all. I didn't even know the woman. But I did, was, I did that. And the feedback that she gave me was so encouraging and so inspiring. So I was, I was very pleased mashallah, about that. Mashallah. Yeah, mashallah, mashallah. So has the journey for you been... As easy because, mm. ha- or sometimes it's kind of a double edged sword where Sophia did mention the work that she's do- do- mm. doing is very empowering, but there has been lots of judgments passed as well because it's yeah. very unique, yeah, what I she's think doing. If you're doing anything different, you're mm. going to be judged a little, like say mm. with martial arts um some parents find that it's too aggressive there's no point for girls to learn it it's just going to teach them to be um aggressive or become bullies i don't know but the parents are very unaware of what the benefits are for martial arts because the martial arts it doesn't just teach you to Mm. fight it gives you that inner self um confidence confidence, self-esteem and it teaches to control your power Mm. because i have one girl who's Literally, her power is just too much. Okay. So her mum didn't want her to come ah. to class because she's too aggressive. Yeah. Right. And I said, why don't you come and sit down and see how she's in class? Mm, and yeah. she's actually learnt to control it now. Mm. So I've taught her that it's not all about just giving your power in the first 10 seconds. Control it. Yeah. Try and control it and execute your power in a positive way, but mm. try and control it. Mm-hmm. Executing your power in a positive way. Now, this is a beautiful thing that you've said, mm. and it really resonates deep with me because there are so many different ways that you can execute your power. Definitely, and it's, yeah. a, it's a form of therapy, isn't it? It, it? it is. So yeah, if yeah, you, the, yeah. now this young lady has yeah. loads of energy, so yeah. she's actually venting it in a very appropriate, controlled yeah. manner. Yeah. And that's quite therapeutic for mm-hmm. her without her realising mm-hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. So martial arts is one form of expression. Yeah. And so is writing. So would Absolutely. you believe writing is a way of executing your power? It, it, it is. It is so. Ther- it is such a therapeutic process. I mean, writing allows you to get your thoughts and your emotions mm-hmm. out of your head. Um, put them on paper so at least you can you take you've you've that's a shift in itself mm-hmm. um, and then being able to express what you express your feelings and your thoughts and importantly what you want to happen in your life mm-hmm. is again very important because and it's therapeutic because once again you're taking another another step a shifting and as as as, as you said yourself mm-hmm. you talked about um, taking taking power taking back yeah, power yeah. and it's about taking back your power taking control of your life mm. so all of these thoughts and all of these the, uh, the, the these this jumble of emotions that we sometimes have in our head allow 
putting them on paper, I've certainly found it. Mm. Putting these thoughts on paper has been such an experience for me, wow. such a, a, an emotional journey for mm. me. And it continues to be an emotional journey. And I think that's why it resonates so much with women, because mm. as women, we're so often not encouraged to express ourselves, mm. particularly as Muslim women, yeah. I have found. But we're not encouraged to express our thoughts and our feelings. Mm. Um, and so... Being able to write poetry or write generally, write stories, write about experiences through journaling or, as I say, through poetry is um, totally a therapeutic experience. Good for our well-being and, as I say, good for the soul. It's like an That's expressive cool. art, isn't it? Oh, completely. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and then you, you, yeah. you meant, said that so mm. uh articulately mm. expressive art it mm. is in a form of expression, yeah, form of expression. Yeah. now yeah. we would love to hear a poem oh, we're yay. eagerly awaiting uh, so yay. whilst you find a poem okay. for us mm. to um hear mm. um i'm going to speak to hasina because we talked about um as muslim women mm. having to express ourselves is quite uh, is is quite a difficult thing definitely um, yeah and do you, have you been inspired by women of um, Islamic history in any means in the work that you mm. do? Is there anybody that you can kind of relate to and say, you know what, um, <laughs> there are warriors out yeah, there? Yeah, there in- is, definitely. When I was younger, say when I was like in my teens and early 20s, I didn't have as much Islamic knowledge, so mm. I used to look up to Muhammad Ali. Okay. So I used to see him as a Muslim character. He went through hardship. Oh, yes. He He used to show this attitude of confidence, but he was very kind and considerate mm. so he showed this other side to him in the public but he was because i read his biography mm-hmm. and it was just amazing oh. and he just inspired me to carry on in the martial arts mm. direction mm. but um recently i've been studying more into islam and there has been amazing muslim warriors like Khawla bin al-aswar um she was a muslim warrior who fought with the romans oh wow yeah so she knew martial arts she knew sword fighting her brother taught her everything so the, her brother was captured by the romans and she actually fought the roman army and got her brother released so it's just amazing look up the story it's just amazing there was a sister in islamic mm. history and i yeah. don't know the name and yeah. i should know the name who actually pro- protected our prophet peace be upon him Nisaba. 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 she oh, is another muslim warrior yeah alhamdulillah so it's just yes. amazing these are like superheroes superheroes that she was the human shield for our prophet the human shield so she protects she got hit by arrows but she protected she protected yeah yeah Oh, so wow, when people say women do not need to learn martial arts, oh. we're not learning it to compete in the UFC or, or be the next against men. champion. No, 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 it's nothing to do with that. It's no. just for your no. self-defense, it's for women, female empowerment, mm. and you never know when you might need it. So hopefully it won't. Yes, yeah, <laughs> inshallah, yeah. never will. But, mm. yeah. As I say, stay yeah. ready so that you don't have to get ready. Yes, exactly. Yes. I, like that. I really like, I like that. that. Mm. Yeah. Stay yeah. ready so you don't so have to get, get ready. ready. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely a wordsmith amongst <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> now, folks, you're listening into the Urban Cube. It is 11 minutes past 11. This show is a celebration of creative conversations with trailblazers that are local and national. We've had conversations with two absolutely remarkable local women in the studio who are doing their thing through <laughs> sports yeah. and performance. Um, performing poetry also had the pleasure of speaking to another amazing dynamic woman by the name of Sophia Punsi um, over the phone earlier on you can catch up with that conversation on the repeat of today's show and also scroll back on Facebook mm-hmm. um, on the Inspire FM Facebook page you get to hear that interview there too now we've been eagerly awaiting for the absolutely wonderful 
Hanifa Mohammed. Um, she is a spoken word poet and empowerment coach whose poetry explores spirituality, well-being and social justice. Her recently published book, My Soul Purpose, is a collection of poems about living, loving and learning. And today she is with us to share one of those pieces live on the Urban Cube. Happy to do that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And one of the things I also want to say, say before I start this was that my first book, which is called The A to Z of Stress Solutions, mm. actually talks about just that. It gives tips and practical hints for managing stress mm. in, in helpful ways. And one of the um, causes of stress I find, working as a social worker in mental health, one of the causes of stress is not being ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wearing a mask and not being ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the poem that um, I'd like to share with you right now is called What If? So what if? What if you could just be you? No defences, no games. You living your truth. What do you think people would really see if you showed your true identity? What if we could be like babies again? With the freedom we feel when we don't pretend. Not deliberately being hurtful or setting out to offend or feeling left out for not following the latest trends. What if we simply accepted ourselves and others for who we are? Not for playing a role or for being a so-called superstar, but just for being our real and natural selves with our curiosity, our vulnerability and our own story to tell. What if? Wow, Beautifully. That's amazing. What if? Asina, can you resonate oh, with that? That poem? made me feel so relaxed and deep, Alhamdulillah. deep thinking. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, yeah. What if? Um, mm. You talked about stories. What if you had, we we all have a story in we us. Mm. We all have a story mm. that we want to tell and share. Mm. But who's listening? Do you think? Do you think there are enough places and spaces for people to listen to our stories? Ah, oh, that's that's such a good question. Do you know what I find? Um, you go into work and you often say, or people say to you, oh, hi, Hanifa, how are you? I'm, I'm fine. Well, maybe I'm not. I want to mm. have a story I want to mm. tell. Mm. We go to our families. Oh, I've had such a stressful day. It's been really difficult. Oh, well, you know what? I just want to have a meal. I just want to have something to eat. Then I'm going to watch telly and um, you'll get over your problems at some point. Yeah, I'm sure you will. You, you, you know all the answers. So, so people are not always listening Mm. we have so many of us have stories to Mm. tell good stories and sometimes stories about some challenges that we're going through and often we're not listening and and i blame social media a lot for that because Mm -hmm. it encourages us Mm. to simply go on our tablets and on our phones and tap out messages very short messages and you know they're not really we're not really talking we're not really conversating i don't really think Mm -hmm. so I, i i want to encourage us all to listen listen to other people's stories I have a story to tell about my life. And uh, I, I know that you have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. We all have stories mm-hmm. to tell about our lives. So, but I think, first of all, we, we need to listen. That's why I believe Allah gave us two ears and one mouth, two ears and one mouth to listen more so that we can hear people's stories. And maybe we're not always looking for answers. We just want someone to listen. That's mm. all. 
So that's what I would encourage us to do. Two mm. ears and one mouth. Yeah. If you think about it, it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Good job we weren't given two mouths. Uh, oh, God. my word. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine that. Hasina, um, Hanifa was very eloquent in mm. talk, sharing the fact that, you know, we're not talking we, we're not sharing our stories because people are not willing mm. to listen mm. enough. Mm. Do you relate to any of that? Do you think we need to be listening more or even having conversations more and mm. social media? We need to mm. back away from that a little bit. I think definitely because I think something like Instagram or Facebook, especially with the younger generation, they're kind of obsessed. They're mm. like, you know, with the filters, mm. but showing off to the world that you're happy. Mm. But in reality, maybe not. you're not that happy. Mm. So it's just showing to the world something different. But in reality, you're going through your own struggles. So, like um, Sister Hanifa said, you need to have a deeper understanding of yourself and focus on maybe things that's going to be helpful for you, yeah. be better for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Some, find something that will take your mind off the social media and concentrate on like, your actual self rather than the fake world. <laughs> and, yeah. and that could yeah. be so sport and yes, it could be yeah. writing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think, Casino, I think that what, what you do... Mm. Uh, I, 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 sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, has you know what you do. I, I, I I'm sure mm. that through your work and through through your teaching, mm. you help and encourage sisters to mm. um, be more expressive and um, have com- build their confidence, mm. and so that they're able to go out there and tell their stories. Mm. And if they tell their stories to one, then they that mm. somebody else will tell their stories to somebody. Mm. So it can. It can have a knock-on effect, Definitely. but it starts with one. Yeah, it starts with one. Now, there is a project um, called the Mother Monologues: Resisting Austerity, so which so, is a it. project mm. which is about sharing your story, sharing mm. your voice. Yeah. A project that encapsulates um, the voices of women, mothers in particular, across Luton, who have been impacted by increasing household bills or managing the budgets or benefit cuts or just childcare, which has impacted their work um, working life now if you're a mother that would like to get involved in a creative writing workshop led by um, notable poet uh, Hafsa Anila Bashir who's based in Manchester who is a the author of the clot and the salox as well as uh, working with Manchester International Festival, Manchester Literature Festival, and many other very notable venues across Manchester and the South as well, who'll be leading this workshop. It's a free workshop at the Well and Wise Space, uh, based at Luton Library. And um, you're very welcome to kind of just drop by if you're a mother that would like to get their creative writing, turn that into possibly a poem to be performed um, at uh, the Hat Factory. It's Mm. a workshop showcase day and that poem will then or that monologue will then go on to be part of a theatre piece showcasing on International Women's Day at the Hat Factory, March 2020. And this is called the Mm. Mother Monologues. Mother, resisting austerity, mothers on the front line. Mm. So the mm. whole purpose of this creative writing is really hearing the true story behind those mothers mm. from all faiths, all backgrounds, all ages, um, be that a working mother or a stay-at-home mother. Every mm. mother has a story to mm. tell. It's a wonderful And thing. this yeah. is happening at Luton Library tomorrow. And it will be um, one till five o'clock, the workshop led by... 
Hafsa Neela Bashir is actually a free writing workshop. So you're being taught by excellent. this notable poet um, to write yeah. for free and then see your writing performed. Wonderful opportunity, isn't it? That's amazing, yeah, yeah, for, yeah definitely. For, for women, wonderful yeah. opportunity. Oh, wow. So if you'd like further information, yeah. folks, please email me at shamiza at outlook.com mm-hmm. and do drop by the Well & Wise space. Now, the Well & Wise space is on the ground floor of Luton Central Library, and mm-hmm. this is a yes. new space which is, is all about mental health and mm-hmm. well-being. Lots and lots of amazing wow. organisations mm-hmm. come by mm-hmm. and, and deliver free workshops, free mm-hmm. um, drop-in sessions. And if this is something that you're interested in guys tomorrow there is a writing workshop so mums if you're around do pop by and yeah. um, and get, get writing get oh, writing yeah. 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 is it only for mothers is it, it i is, mean it's called the mother monologue it's but, mother, but can, but can can anyone well the way i it. see it is mm. if you're a foster mum yeah if you're a carer, carer. Yeah. if you're looking after other yes. children if you're an aunt if you are a yes. daughter who's looking after their mother, you're mm. caring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Then your story needs to be heard because what yeah. are the challenges? Yeah. Yeah. Now, motherhood Huge. isn't about biological motherhood. It's no. also about nurturing. And yes. if you're nurturing another human being, what is that story? Thank you so much for saying that. I'm so, I'm so glad that you've, you've, you've said that because mother monologue sounds as though it's just for mm. mothers. mothers. Yeah, but, it's mm. not, yeah. but actually, the way you've extended it there, that's that's made me feel, oh, mm. I must pop in there. Mm. Yes. Inshallah, I hope you do. Inshallah, I hope pop you, in. Yes, um, yeah. Look East mm. hopefully will be down okay. as well, capturing. Okay. Uh-huh. The project Ooh. and the Ooh. reason why I think women do play a big part in mm. the way household budgets are running. We mm. are naturally the mothers or the wives oh, or the women are naturally the sure. purse ones in charge of the purse. Oh, purse so yes. it's uh, it's quite uh, a va- interesting project and it goes back to what you've said Hanifa mm. about poverty impacting yes. these women who've ended up in, in like incarcerated yeah. Yeah. and mm. um, are in prison because they're doing their time they're paying Mm -hmm. um for their crime and it has been about survival and when there is poverty then unfortunately it's temptation even Mm. but then many rich people do crimes too of course of course so i'm not knocking that by but it's uh interesting it's an interesting Mm. so if you're interested one two please do pop Mm. by yeah i will i will um i don't know hasina is this something that um resonates with you do you think there is there should be more platforms for say mothers for nurturers for carers Mm. to have that space to kind of express themselves and also it's kind Mm. of a mental health thing as well get it all out ladies talk about it yeah bottle it up um recently i did um a mental health talk mm. which was i think it was a saturday morning um and one of the sisters talked about postnatal depression mm. and how it's um not looked at as much in yes. the Asian community mm. yes. so something like that you'll be suffering alone mm. so mm. like you said expressive mm. art something mm. like that would be amazing so you can write it down on paper yes and express it in a different form mm. well wow. yeah because what is this um, workshop and the outcome of the workshop mm. is the fact that everybody, not everybody may want to perform a poem to the public. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not everybody may want yes. to act. Mm. Yes. Okay. But you, not everybody is a professional writer. Mm. So mm. it's turning those stories and actually now allowing the women to have a safe space to express themselves. Yeah. So yeah. all the poems will be recorded, all the writing will be recorded, um, and and then there'll be lots of lots of different opportunities for the women to express their words, be mm. that to the public or be that mm. on a mural, mm-hmm. be that um, as audio, be that on a radio show, mm. be that on television, or be that as part of a roundtable social policy talk.
And I've seen firsthand how beneficial that can be for women. I've been part of a, um, a, a w- Women Talk mm. program, mm-hmm. um, and Women Talk was founded by Helen Tucker, who's currently working in the Middle East with, oh, with wow. women, inspiring, teaching and inspiring women there. And um, she, she, uh, she's asked me in the, for the last two years to facilitate the, the, uh, the, the speaking project, speakers project for women who are unemployed, um, and mainly mothers, but women who are unemployed, who want to get back into the world of work, Mm. but don't have the confidence right. and I've been so inspired by working with those those women and this year we pro- we produced it's not for public sale because it's the women's stories but um, I was so inspired to because the women contributed their stories and we created a small book out of that um, out of that that process mm. um, I have the book here as, as I say it's not it's not available for sale but mm. but it was called inner voices and I was so proud of the women Mm. for having the courage to share their stories Mm. with each other and to have them um, put into book form for each woman to have personally Mm. so they see their own and their own stories but more importantly that they they can see where the having the courage and the confidence to tell their stories in that way has helped them to grow and I'm hearing amazing stories about these women and what they're doing now so so it's Mm. so profound and so poignant when and it's so amazing and exhilarating when you're given that pen and paper to express yourselves Mm. and what comes from that is Mm. just Phenomenal. phenomenal yeah there we are yeah. and yeah. and this mm. is what i'm hoping the mother monologues yes. will be able to Good. do oh, and encourage and inshallah mm. and and inshallah. also giving the giving that power back to the women yes now power people passion that mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. that has that you we've those of you living in luton have seen everywhere <laughs> and we we'll sp- speaking to hanifa who's been part of this mm. after the break so folks mm. don't go away come back for more creative conversations where else on the urban cube assalamu alaikum we're heading off to a break assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz and you're listening to an inspire fm podcast catch a creative vibe on the urban cube with sister shamiza Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is the final, final half an hour of the show. Goodness, Goodness me. It's flown by. We're it's saying, very quick. We? It's just yeah. so flown by. Can't believe that the, the, the last hour and a half has gone by. Where's it gone? Where's, Where's it, it gone? gone? <laughs> it's all here, guys, on the repeat at 8 p.m. You yes. can catch all the conversations. We've got uh, We've got Podbean. A mm. podcast, wow. Facebook Live, got it all oh, wow. going on. It's yeah, all yeah, going yeah. on. So there is no reason or any excuse mm. for people to miss any of those conversations. <laughs> right. Um, we are going to be hopefully hearing our wonderful sister Hanifa mm. in the studio performing another piece, a poem, mm. because yeah. I'm sure mm. we're curious to hear more. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have the absolutely fantastic sister Hasina in the studio as as well, and she's going to be talking about her martial arts club, yeah. the yeah. only female <laughs> martial arts club launched in Luton mm-hmm. uh, and folks I bet you didn't know this she's also a mother of two young boys as well yes, how, do you, so so how do you balance it's all how do you balance all this do you know what Allah helps me I think mm. I think because um, four and six is quite a difficult oh, age gosh, mm. wow. so they're literally every two seconds fighting over something <laughs> <laughs> me great. first me first me first yeah, like run yeah, up the stairs yeah. and yes yeah, so Alhamdulillah um, mm-hmm. 
my class I've got a supportive husband as well who babysits when I'm doing the yeah. classes alhamdulillah um, so yeah alhamdulillah mm. all happening all and happening, yeah. tell us about this martial arts club where is it how can people join and how can people connect with you yep so the martial arts club um, is based in Kingsway it's at um, Ultimate Athlete Gym which mm-hmm. is run by a brother mm-hmm. the brother runs a lot of um, classes for men mm-hmm. and boys so there's BJJ um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh, Muay Thai all kinds of martial arts classes mm-hmm. and then I do the female side um, MMA, which is mixed martial arts, um, Muay Thai and self-defense classes as well. So they're all at Ultimate Athlete Gym and the MMA class for adults, that's at Bury Park Community Centre. So okay. you've just basically shared with us that you can actually do this and still be a mum and course, still look yeah. after two yeah. like little, like very, very energetic little yes, boys. Yes, yes. Um, but with the support of your husband, yeah, mashallah. Yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, so yeah. where do you see yourself in the next couple of years with, with the, the martial arts club? And do you compete locally and nationally? Um, recently we have been trying, to, we've done like an in-school um, mm-hmm. tournament where we actually did a cage fight for the women and it was amazing. Cage fight? So wow. as a mother of seven that did no. she is amazing she uh, did a cage fight with yeah. one of the other ladies do you know my mouth is just my jaw has just dropped, dropped. believe me <laughs> she's got some proper <laughs> anger issues it's not as bad as you think it's not as bad as cage fight it was basically yeah. it was no strikes because I don't mm. want to do any face strikes no. and in Islam we don't promote that mm. but okay. it was literally um, submission which means you get someone in a submission fight <laughs> do you know what submission mm-hmm. Okay, you hold them down. Okay, yes. hold them down. Headlock, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. And if they submit, if they tap, they have to let go. Okay, so it's okay. like that. Now, yeah. uh, if the sister is listening, look, I've got six children too, so this is the reason why I made this joke. You've got one more than me. I need to be in that cage as well. <laughs> it doesn't maybe matter. You, you know need what to go it is? to the class. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got university students. Yeah. We've got alimas. We've got... Oh, wow. all kind of sisters mothers of every age and it's just Mm. they feel it's like they're a mother all day it's something where they can Mm. come to and they just can be themselves right Mm -hmm. so it's not um the aggressive nature that people think it is it's just training feeling empowered and it's a sisterhood it's a sisterhood sisterhood is a key word on this show today and we are really celebrating that the Mm. sisterhood is live and direct Mm -hmm. on the urban cube this morning i hope all our listeners have been um inspired by the conversations that have been had i am going to check the inspire fm facebook page to see who else is observing listening Mm -hmm. and i do send some positive encouragement to these amazing amazing sisters we've had that earlier on with the wonderful sister delia mohammed um who's been really enjoying the conversations that have been had Mm-hmm. Now, um, is there a Facebook page for your gym? Uh, yes, it's um, Pink Diamond Martial Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the information is there, all the class information. It's is there anything going on in the summer holidays? Because they are just this mm. week, really. The summer holidays have happened for uh, for many of the kids. Yep, so I'm doing a summer camp, actually. Um, it's a martial arts summer camp for under 15s and that's okay. going to be on the 24th and 25th of august where they're okay. going to be learning mma how to build self-confidence self-esteem um ninja assault course where they can jump around and Ooh, practice all their that, ninja moves yeah excellent yeah, so wonderful wonderful mm-hmm. um and uh Folks, do do get in touch with uh, Sister Hasina about that. Now, Sister Hanifa, um, are there any events that you're going to be performing at? Well, what I'd like to, to share with you at this point is 
something that I'm working towards at the moment. Can I talk about my retreat? That's yes, go like ahead. Yeah. I will obviously mm-hmm. be, be performing there. But uh, at the, the weekend of the 27th and 29th of September, mm-hmm. I'll be running a what I'm called an Unmask Your Inner Queen mm. retreat. Unmask Your Inner Queen retreat. And I've called it that because so many of us as women, as I said earlier, are not encouraged to... Um, be confident about who we are um, and the things that we can do. Mm. And so I and, and we wear masks, we wear we, we carry a persona, a facade, mm. which is not our real self. And I want to encourage women to be ourselves. So I'm running the Unmask Your Inner Queen retreat, 27th to the 29th of September. It's being run in the um, in a hotel in Hertfordshire. Um, it's amazing. It's going to be amazing. I've got two <laughs> wonderful speakers. I'm so excited about it. I can't tell you. It's going to be at the Aubrey Park Hotel in Hertfordshire. It's at £650 per person, but that's all in your accommodation, meals, all um, retreat activities and materials. It is a see it. Sisters, see it as an investment in yourself. Mm -hmm. You're investing in your own development and your own personal growth. Mm. So um, how the next question is, how do you actually um, get the information? If you go to the website, www.unmaskyourinnerqueenretreat, that's Mm -hmm. all one word, unmaskyourinnerqueenretreat.com, you'll find all the information there. If you go to my Facebook page, Hanifa Muhammad, you will see a link, of, uh, you'll see a flyer and a link to the, the website. And with all the information that you need there, I tell you, this is going to be a uh, fantastic transformational weekend with the speakers and myself. And of course, I'll be doing some poetry there. But I'm, I'm there very much to hear the, uh, the women's mm. stories, mm. hear about the masks that... Mm. that we all wear mm-hmm. uh, the mask of fear oh I can't do so and so no one will want to hear me no one will be mm. listening or the mask of smiling because if we smile and we say oh yeah everything's fine then we feel that no that people and generally we don't, people don't they don't ask us anything yeah. oh yeah I'm fine yes. so we wear that smiley mask oh yeah everything's mm. fine thank you yeah everything's fine when, I've, when everything may not be at all so I'm wanting to use that weekend to um share some tools and strategies with women to unmask themselves and be their true selves, reveal and and make connections with Mm. their true identity. So they leave the retreat on Sunday afternoon after coming in on Friday afternoon. They leave the retreat, their unmasked queen self. That's the idea. That's the idea of it. Sounds Mm. utterly amazing. Now, the queen that you are... Um, Thank you. I'm looking forward to hearing another poem, as I'm sure Hasina and our listeners are intrigued to hear more. So I'm going to roll over the mic to yourself. Um, Folks, if you've just tuned in, 11.38, and we have the very awesome Hanifa Mohammed, a uh, spoken word poet, published poet as well. And she's performing a piece from her book, I'm actually going to do my next piece is going to be um, for my sisters, actually, because we're this is an empowering. This is a sisterhood. You talked about sisterhood earlier. So I'm actually going to um, share a poem. She's really directed at us as sisters. 
a message to us as sisters, and it's called That Special Place. There's a place within us that holds our deepest and strongest emotions. It also holds our joy, our purpose, and our soul's truest intentions. It's the place that holds the secret of what true love really means. It's the place that holds our desires and our most precious dreams. When we tap into the place where Mother Earth does her greatest work, we release all our doubts, our worry, our fears and our deepest hurts. We learn to break free from the shackles of our emotional captivity. Then with courage and our newfound strength, we discover our true identity. Sisters, the sounds of your real nature are in tune with the rhythm of life. Each note unlocks your fears and lets you stand in your truth and in your light. So listen to your inner voice. It speaks the words within your heart. It calls you to your passions and your power as you make a brand new start. Your heart is pure, it's full of love, and it wants you to have peace. It wants you to have joy and abundance, it wants you to succeed. So, step out, show up, stand proud, walk tall, and just be you, just do your best. Believe in yourself, speak from your heart to unleash your inner goddess. That's called that special place. That's wow. it. Utterly beautiful. Another beautiful poem. Now you read it so well. I know. It's, 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 <laughs> what's interesting is you're performing this poem yeah. with such conviction. Thank you. And and is that a did you have to practice to do that? I or? haven't I haven't practiced that at all. That's because I, I'm speaking from the heart. When mm. I write my poetry and when I perform my poetry, mm. I'm speaking completely from the heart. And my, my desire is to make connections with women, with men, with people who, um, who have a shared experience. Mm. And I know that if, it's even, if I'm in a crowd of 100, if it's even mm. one person, mm. I will have made, there will be resonance. I will have made a connection with at least one person. Mm. One beautiful thing that happened on Saturday at the, um, at, at the People Power Passion event, um, a little child came, I'd, I'd done my performance on stage, and a child came up to me. Um, she probably was no more than eight. And she said, Excuse me, I don't want to bother you, but I just wanted to say I really loved your poem, My My Luton. I really loved it. It is really lovely. It was really special. And and I was so overwhelmed. I mean, this this is a child. What do they say? Mm. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you know? So clearly there had been some resonance with this child and she was able to come to me and say that. And I felt so humbled, completely humbled, but I was floored by her actually. Yeah. So, you know, I know that, that the word, what you said earlier, words are powerful. They, have a, they can have a powerful resonance with people. They can make or break. Mm. Nothing that I mm. say is intended in any way to break. My words are intended to build us up, to give us confidence in ourselves. And so that's the, 
that's that's the aim, the, the purpose of my book. Wow. Yeah. And the book is called? The book is called My Soul Purpose. My and, Soul Purpose. And how can people access this book? Can access the book. I'm trying with the Amazon thing, but it's not working at the moment. <laughs> so I've just decided because my first book is on Amazon and they've got it at some silly price. So we're, we're in talks about that. So right now, the book can be accessed by through me. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you can go to my, go to Facebook or you can go to the, um, the, the, the uh, Go to my my website because I have another website for my poems, which is www.goodforthesoul.blog. www.goodforthesoul or one word .blog. Some of my poems are there, and there is a contact page you can act, you can contact me through 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 that page. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Or through Facebook. And we've just mm-hmm. had the pleasure of getting a bit of a snippet yes. from <laughs> the book, um, My yes. Soul Purpose, mm-hmm. which I'm actually quite intrigued and looking forward to getting a copy myself. Fine. Yes, Folks, yes, it is at the Urban Cube at mm. 11.43 and I am Shamiza taking all the way up to 12, 12 o'clock. We are really, really running out of time. We're having mm. great conversations. <laughs> the time goes by very, very quickly. Very quickly. In the very studio, quickly. I'm mm. joined this um, morning by no other than Hasina Rahman. She is a black belt in kickboxing karate and mutai and a registered <laughs> self-defense and mma coach and the founder of an all of a female only martial arts club called pink diamond martial arts and that's based at uh, kingsway gym ultimate athlete wonderful and also joined by no other than the notable poet hanifa muhammad a spoken word poet and empowerment coach whose poetry explores spiritual spirituality well-being and social justice and she's been reading from her recently published book my soul purpose which is a collection of poems about living loving and learning now mm. learning is something that is key and we never stop learning do we ladies no, mm. um and do you think that's a wonderful thing to to know that every day could be a learning process mm. i think so definitely i think um even as we get older we always have to push for finding out more whether it be in islam whether it be you want to go in the nutrition field, fitness field, everything. Just carry mm. on learning. And what about you, Hanifa? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely a lover of learning. Mm. Um, and, t- and, and, you know, that may be something to do with my genes. My mother, who's 96 this mashallah. week. Mashallah. 96, mashallah. She's 96. And she's, whenever I see her, she's, she'll say something like, so what's Mr. Trump up to now? Do you know what? I heard him on the TV the other day. What is wrong with this man? And so on and so forth, you know. She keeps up. She's constantly learning, keeping herself informed Mm. about what's actually Mm. happening Mm. in the world around her. She wants to know. She wants Mm. to learn. And I think learning is absolutely key. It keeps you young. And learning doesn't have to be about um, in the formal academic sense. Mm -hmm. Learning can be done everywhere anywhere mm. any all new experiences are or, or even old experiences that we're yeah, reliving yeah. we learn from those from all experiences so i'm definitely for that and yeah. even with faith mm. you know educating reading we should keep continuing definitely. to yes. do that because you're always yes. learning something yeah. new. it's like mm-hmm. oh i never knew that yes yeah. You yeah. just have to carry on. Mm. And conversations with people, you learn so yeah. much through them. I've learned so much today in the conversations that I've mm-hmm. had with you guys, which yeah, has been yeah. super, super inspiring. And mm. and those of you that have caught up with the show, then you mm-hmm. can have, you have the pleasure of going uh, to back to the Facebook live feed, scrolling back to the beginning of the, of the interview that we're having this morning and
and also we've got iPod, i a podcast, i bean, whatever. I not baked beans, but <laughs> you know it's all happening. At, um, the show is repeated at eight pm this evening too. Now you mentioned your mother Hanifa, mm. who is yeah. over ninety, and mm. she's staying well informed with the current climate around the world. Yes, and especially mm. what Mr. President Trump has been saying. Now, Mr. Trump has made mm. the headlines again, especially with his rally that he had of late, where he had um, collectively got the his followers to chant um, "Go Back Home." Um, to one of the Congress women, Ilhan Omar. Now, Ilhan Omar um, responded with a tweet which basically was in the words of no other than Maya Angelou. (laughs) You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but but still still like air I'll I'll rise. rise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And may she continue mm-hmm. to rise. Continue. Muslim women mm-hmm. in Congress, mm-hmm. um, the, the Congress party, and having to stand their ground. This is Ilhan Omar, who is one of the uh, the strong five women of colour yes. who are actually really having to work twice as hard, mm-hmm. but they are not being phased mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it make you? How does it make you feel when you hear women like? Ilhan, who, you know, 30 years ago was a refugee from Somalia Mm. who came to America to live the American dream and now is in a political position who is the um, target for everything that America is kind of against at the moment, Mm. unfortunately, Mm. but is still standing her ground. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am just so inspired by her. And she reminds me of um, Rosa Parks, mm. uh, the lady who refused mm. to yes. get off the bus. Mm. Um, she refused. She, she, she was going to have her voice heard. And, this, and come, what, 50, 50 years on, 50, 60, 60 years on, actually, um, here we have these ladies, the squad, I, I believe they're yeah, called. Yeah, they call the squad. Yeah. And um, here we have these ladies standing their ground. And I feel very, very empowered. And it gives gives me the courage mm. those those kinds of experiences and women in those positions of power give me the inspiration and the encouragement to go forward in my small way in mm. cu- encouraging and empowering and inspiring other women to stand in their truth because it's really about talking speaking truth to power which is mm. exactly what those women are doing mm. those and other women are doing speaking truth to power so i'm encouraged by that and i, I i'm in full support of speaking out speaking out truth against power, injustice in, speaking ag- out against yeah. injustice that's in, what i'm against saying against injustice yeah. and um these women are definitely standing up for justice yes. and speaking against and the mm. women the squad, squad that you mentioned um they are four congress women of color um ilhan omar alexandria ocasio cortez ayana presley and um Rish, uh, rishad talib mm. um Wow. These are women who are making history and they are Rosa Park of 2019 Mm -hmm. and may it continue. I mean, I think it's very inspiring for like the younger generation or us women in real time. This is real time right now. This is history in the making. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're observing this, Mm -hmm. um, which is quite is quite scary at Mm -hmm. times because Mm -hmm. 
Their safety is obviously paramount. Um, women of color now, it seems to be in America, especially the Me Too after mm. the Me Too movement, we're seeing a lot more women Definitely, coming yeah. forward yes. and yes. doing that and 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 taking ownership of mm. spaces and mm. getting their voices heard and actually fighting against injustice. It's so important. You know, somebody so who is about fighting injustice mm-hmm. through martial arts. <laughs> yes. uh, I shouldn't say it like that, oh, but you're like, you're like a mini superhero, aren't you? Oh. Like, um, People always say I don't look like one. Mm-hmm. No, you, like, don't. Well, you don't look like one. But how are you meant to look? Exactly. Looks can be There we go. But yeah, how are you there meant to look? Yeah. You know, we're all wearing capes mm. in different yeah. forms mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and there is an archetypal yeah. superhero. Mm-hmm. Our mothers, uh, you know, what's really interesting mm-hmm. is like I've spoken to a lot of young people and they've kind of always gone back and said their mothers are their role models. Yes. Their mothers are their superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and what? How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any superheroes in your lives, guys? Mm. Apart from my mother, yes, mum. Yeah, back to mum. Mum, yeah. But there are so many women out there. I, I mm. mean, obviously, my Angelou has has passed us mm. now, but mm. passed now. But I still see her very much mm. as yeah. you know a, a, yeah. a living living uh, through her work yeah, yeah. a living mm. legend Rosa Parks who mm. I mentioned mm. earlier um, I, she is my absolute heroine she mm. is my shero mm. she really is mm. because um, I she she took her action around about the same time that I was born, actually. Oh, wow. And so I just feel that her spirit, her sp- I, f- I feel so much of her spirit, mm. you know, mm. it, it, it is in me. I, I grew up mm. at a time um, when... You know, for having to fight for justice, social justice was very key, and racial mm. justice was very, very key, both in uh, abroad and in the UK. Right. And so, um, I uh, she is my superhero, mm. if you like, mm. Rosa Parks, most definitely. I think with mine, it was be mm. like Naseba, Khalab mm-hmm. bin Al Azwar. They were like those um, superheroes of mm. women superheroes of that generation, mm. that time. Yeah, in so Islam, historical. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. definitely. Mm. So uh, I think that's what I promote to my girl as well. Like. You can be strong. You can um, learn martial arts, but you can still be faithful to your religion as well. Okay, so you can balance the two. You can balance the two, yeah, yeah. Because one of the key things is like the dress. How do you remain modesty um, whilst you're in a sport like that? And especially when you're competing, Mm. um, Mm. which may have like, you know, different, um, the opposite gender Mm. present. Well, obviously in the class, because it's only female-only only environment, they take their hijab and niqab off. But we, what I'm trying to do is promote the female-only tournaments. Okay. So I've mm. connected with other clubs um, around London, around mm-hmm. Milton Keynes, and we're trying to get like just the female-only. It's a big thing because mm. it's never been done. So mm. we're trying to promote it just to be um, female-only. It's a very male-dominated sport. Of course. Yes. Men are everywhere, but yes. mm-hmm. if you push for it, you can. You yeah. can get. If there is a will, there's, a, there way. there's a, a way. There's a way. There's a way. And mm. there's. A lot of support from other fitness clubs in um, Luton, like LC Fitness, Zanga Zanga Fitness. We all support each other. We're all doing yes. different things, but we're all very supportive of each other. That's, so that's, that's nice to have. Yeah. They're promoting my business, I'm promoting them, mm. so it's really good. Wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. this that, support. That's, that's sisterhood, isn't yeah, it? Sisterhood. Sisterhood. Isn't that yeah, sisterhood? Extremely yeah. important yes. when you're up against so much. Yes, definitely. And then yeah. if your own communities are not supporting you, mm. then where yeah. else do you go? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Who else yeah. can you turn to? Mm. And community mm. is like a village and brings coming right. together mm. and yeah. having village, those yes. old yeah. school values make mm. such a difference yeah, mm. and Luton mm. seems to have that and you yeah. have actually celebrated that yes. in a poem called Luton and I don't I know if we have enough time yeah. Yeah. or if you ha- um, would you be able to recite that do you have that poem I on do you? actually yeah. yes yes so oh. before we head off to the end of the show if okay. you would be 
happy to recite this poem specifically okay. on wow. Luton. Yeah. Okay, thank you for giving me that chance. Okay. So this poem I wrote, in fact, a, a night finished it the night the 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 morning of the of the event on Saturday. So um, it has a lot of resonance for me. So it's called My Luton. I lived in London for years before moving here to Luton. At first, I wasn't sure about this new home that I'd chosen. Because in my first year, honestly, I found the pace a little too slow. <laughs> now it seems like I've only just arrived, but it was 19 years ago. And I'm living here now as a black woman and as a Muslim. I've adapted and I've settled. And also, I'm a proud Lutonian. I feel I'm part of a creative and vibrant community, steeped in a melting pot of races, religions and faiths, forming a rich synergy. Now, don't get me wrong, things in Luton aren't perfect, all hunky-dory. There's food banks, unemployment, sickness, but that's another story. A lot of good things have happened that are still happening here, and that's what I want to take some time to share. But in closing, but in closing, my message is simply this. Let's honour our history, celebrate our difference and diversity, work to strengthen our communities, and live in peace and in unity. My that Luton. Wow. Our Luton. Okay. Amazing. Our Luton. Yeah, our Wonderful. Luton. Thank you so very much, Thank ladies. You. You've been Thank tremendous. You. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for me. that beautiful poem, Hanifa. Thank okay. you, Hasina. Thank, Thank you, you Sophia. And we're heading great. off to the end of the show. Assalamu alaikum. Catch repeat Thank later on at 8 p.m. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.